Hey, welcome back to the Backstage Cowboys podcast. Today we're going to St. Hyacinth, Quebec. Standby theme music and go. Welcome to the Backstage Cowboys podcast. Today, I have the honor of speaking with the great Frank Arsenault, who was technical director at Centre des Arts Juliette Lasson in Saint-Hyacinthe, Quebec. Frank, how are you doing, man? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Yeah, well, happy to be here. I'm sure you have a, a, a shitload of, uh, of anecdotes and stories to tell. I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, <laughs> you, you've been through a lot, right? Yeah, well, sadly, the percentage of what's uh, public, publicly uh, tellable is uh, quite low. But I'll do my best. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, we, we don't have to uh, censor anything here. We can say what we want and uh, whatever. People don't like it, they'll ah. just switch channels. That's all. Let's do this and regret it, regret it later. <laughs> all good with me, man. So tell me, what's, uh, what, what's your job title right now? What you're doing right now? Well, right now I'm the uh, technical director in a venue. Uh, venue outside of Montreal where we have two separate halls. I have a 688 soft seater venue and then a multi configurable uh, venue that can seat uh, seat or stand up to 650 people, with uh, depending on the configuration. Uh, I'm also a freelance uh, sound engineer, so mostly monitors, but whatever the needs are. Okay, so you're still you're still on the road. You're still doing gigs out there. I'm not. I wouldn't describe it as road. I I describe it as a out of town gigs from time to time. Okay. On a semi non regular basis. All right, man. How old are you, and how long have you been in this business? I've been. I'm right now 41, and I've been in it since I've. I started actually performing, playing shows when I was like 16. So, oh, wow! From from hauling a Marshall cabinet to hauling a PA in a truck, I've been at it for over 20 years. Wow! Wow, that's cool. What's your educational background? Uh, I was high school, and then I did some uh, jazz guitar at uh, college, oh. and then some uh, computer assisted sound design. I say some because that what some point halfway through something else happened and i kind of followed that like a adhd uh, squirrel uh, seeing a nut somewhere so <laughs> great and tell me did, did you plan on doing this for a living or did it just happen that way i don't think i ever planned it to become like that but i've kind of always told myself it was if i wasn't on stage i'd be next to the stage yeah so it's yeah. semi-planned there was a, some intention at the beginning, and I kind of followed that. All right. So, uh, so you started off like uh, as a musician, actually. Yep. All right. And and how did that turn out? I mean, did you uh, did you play for a long time, or did you kind of switch to the technical world right away? Not really. I kind of 
I've kind of attempted at earning a living out of it for like maybe two or three years. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we of playing in places where the PA sucked and they didn't supply the uh, an engineer to operate it. I kind of went like I made a quick parallel between that and the guitar. If I went like, okay, I get the basics, and I, I kind of half-assed it for a while. And so at one point, I got a real gig as a sound guy. I had to, I had to fill in for a guy that did sound check. And then I had to take over, and it was the worst night, I, my worst professional night ever. And I swore I would never touch audio equipment again. <laughs> I went like, I showed up, the guy went like, okay, here it is, bye. And then halfway through sound check, I'm like, it was total chaos. And I went like, okay, that's it. I'm never doing that again. And then lo and behold, a couple of years later, well, Frank, I need a guy to work the sound desk. Can you do that? Like, I went like, yeah, I'd really rather not. And, we're really stuck. We have no one. Uh, okay, I'll do it, and then start from there, and then ended up here. Did you have a mentor, or did you learn everything by yourself? I it's a, kind of a half and half. Mm-hmm. I just like uh, went about it and started to like everyone does, like unloading trucks and oh, pushing yeah, cases, and, until at one point you meet people and you go like, oh wow, this guy really seems to know what the fuck he's doing, <laughs> and then he's nice on, on top of it, so. My, my dad, my dad, might as well ask him some questions, and then from that to that, and it's a, I did have, my, once I have one mentor, but I, I did uh, have a, a whole bunch of people that John Young, line seventy-one, please. Really uh, influenced me, and one of those is being called upon right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's cool. That's the uh, that's the guy in the other room, right? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know it, we're talking about John Young. Um, yeah, who's being paid right now. <laughs> well, yeah, we're actually uh, going to get him on the show. Uh, um, I got to figure out. I mean, he says uh, he says it'll be short and sweet. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell Make me, sure I know. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, what, what was the biggest challenge or struggle in your career? Getting regular work, getting regular, getting interesting regular work. Mm. It comes at a point in time when you decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop doing this because I, I am not good at it or I don't like doing it. And I want to focus on stuff that I that I like doing that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. That point was, and I've, I've never really been the usual uh, route by which people become like a, at a certain point in this province, at least, where is to uh, either work for one of the major sound companies here, or I've always went around that. Uh, the, 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 I never took the express route. I always took the touristic route, and the yeah. So I've I've ended up in a place without having either worked for with or for certain people, or the whole. Uh, so I'm I'm always been kind of an outsider. Yeah, that's always a challenge uh, when you're yeah. when when you're aiming to do something in particular, and uh, and you do get offers for something else. Like uh, mm-hmm. let's say, like like when I started, I wanted to operate lighting consoles, but I had a lot of calls for just loading and unloading trucks, and yeah. and it's it's a tear up because you need the money, you want to work, but then again, you, you yeah, you want to eat. You you want to be exposed as what you you're you're good at what you want to do because if people mm-hmm. see you loading trucks then they'll think that's what you do and and they'll always call you just for that and then it's hard to break out of that. 
Yeah. Yeah, been through there. <laughs> and there was a point also where I was, I was getting pretty good at doing backline. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of brought in some steady money and some one of the first like little mini tours. And then I, I, I went like, if I don't stop this right now, I will get pigeonholed in there. And then when I, when I want to move over audio, I m- may not have the respect and the attention that I yeah. will get if I stick to that. Can you explain what backline is just for those who don't know? Uh, just setting up the drums and uh, setting up the amps and guitars and tuning guitars and changing guitars during the shows. Just yeah. the, 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 the tech guy that takes care of instruments on stage only. Mm-hmm. Not really audio, just strictly the band gear. Yeah, yeah, band gear. Yeah. Okay, and, and what is it that you like the most about your work? Uh, the challenge, I guess. <laughs> the uh, the um, not being sure of the outcome of a certain day. Yeah, like get it done, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the, the get it done. I, I, I like I like the, um, the teamwork a lot. As, as as much as I don't like people overall, uh-huh. I like being part of a team and, and working with a team. Okay. And um, that I like. I also am really motivated by the uh, the odds against the success of a, <laughs> a certain project. Mm. I always seem to get kind of called in for these. Since I don't tour that much, I get called in for special events sometimes where it's like, a, well, you got a 70-piece orchestra and a rock band uh, where you need to do like a, 10 mixes of monitors and 18 mixes of in-ears and there's no really rehearsals and there might not be a sound check. Mm. And uh, there's this new death that no one knows. Are you up for it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those like, uh, if it fails, hey, it's, uh, it was an impossible gig from the start and if it works, it's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you're the works. hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Not, not the hero, but it's like, it, it works. It shouldn't work, but it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just makes you sound good. It just makes you feel good. And uh, yeah. and the thing is, I mean, sometimes when when you know you're gonna get it, you know you're gonna make it work, uh, but you haven't quite figured out yet how. And time yeah. is passing by, and the gig's approaching, and things aren't working. And man, that's that's tough. That's that's a real hard feeling. I mean, I've but I've been I, through I'd that. I'd rather that. I'd rather do that. Then, and I've been on gigs where there's like 98% chances for it to go right, mm-hmm. and then I get bored. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah, get, yeah. I get really bored, and it's, and it's the, the, exactly knowing the outcome of something. Yeah, I need a challenge. Yeah, so when yeah. I, I don't mind it as much for like uh, one-offs, and okay, we need a sound guy for that, or sometimes I, I fill in for the uh, audio guy in my venue because I'm the... Uh, I'm the bo- I'm my own bottom of the barrel. So uh-huh. <laughs> when, I'm out, when I'm out of audio, guys, I'll, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Okay, I'll do it. And and then, that I don't mind. But sometimes it's, it's and it's a relatively recent venue. One of the one of my halls. We have brand new PA that we commissioned last week. So it's n- it's never like it's never an uphill battle to do audio here. So that's that's why I tend to keep it at a minimum because I I know there's a good chance it's going to end up some end up sounding good, but. Uh-huh. Some of those gigs where they did the corporate events or like uh, special events where we went, uh, I did the uh, two songs with the Invictus Games, one of the acts I tour with in Toronto, which is the uh, something like Prince, one of the princes, I don't know if it's Charles or Harry, I, I apologize for the Anglophiles over there, but the, one of the princes, they do uh, 
he did a, some kind of special Olympics for vets, which mm-hmm. is it's a, it's a good cause. But for me, it was just like uh, go in there, do go two towns, and uh, come back. Well, actually, it wasn't big of a wasn't that much of a challenge because we were there for two days and we rehearsed like eight hours for two songs. I've had like wow more times to set up that those two songs than I have to do an entire show usually. Well, yeah, sometimes it's it's just that magic moment you have to create, and you just yeah. it can't go wrong, right? It's like when you're doing New Year's Eve. But, and, <laughs> and the, wor- <laughs> the, the worst part is it did go wrong. Oh, Some, <laughs> oh. Uh, like you're just one of those gigs where there are like four stage managers. Okay, there's a, a ah. production stage manager, there's a stage manager, there's like a video stage manager, and one of the guys gave the the band a go <laughs> when <laughs> it wasn't time. So we actually started before oh. our cue. Before uh, what well, was, was supposed to be the cue, but the guys on stage behind a backdrop or a curtain or a video wall, video wall in that case, yeah. and someone goes, "Start the song." So the guys start the song, and <laughs> they, they, oh, it was oops. <laughs> there's, there's only so much you can do. Like I, I can't see it because I'm stuck in the back somewhere. Yeah. I can barely see half the band, and the guys in front of us they don't know much because they don't hear it on the. It wasn't on their com channel. One of those. Well. We know this, but I'm not sure if anyone in the venue kind of noticed since it was muted and one guy was speaking actually in front oh. of it. So it was well, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes uh, sometimes major fuck-ups happen and we're the only ones yeah. to know about it because the people in the yeah. audience, they, they don't even know what's what was supposed yeah. to happen. So <laughs> yeah. they'll never notice, but like it, it, it just screws us up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like oh, the band comes on halfway through a verse. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this leads to the uh, to the inevitable question: What is it that you hate the most about your work? Uh, people. Oh. <laughs> Same as in life. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, you always get that one per person or a group of person where you know from the start that it's it's gonna sparks will fly, and, but you have to like really tone it down a bit and, and try not to be as, as much of an asshole as you, you feel like being. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the people who take decisions who, know, who, know, who don't care or are not aware of the consequence of their decision. And then you get end up, you get the, the gig of making it work. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and then sometimes there's a, there's a, there are gigs where there's, it is what it is. We have to make it happen. Okay, you do it. But when it's like, well, you're at the bottom, you're at the end of a trail of, of, of bad decisions, and it comes down to you to make it work, and you go like, if I make it work, a whole bunch of, of incompetent people are going to mm. get praised as, like, hey, they made it happen. Yeah. And if I don't, I'm going to get a beating. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> those situations are really, that, that's what I find tough, and it's, it's uh, it happens more often than I'd like it to happen, but it's uh, it's not the norm. So you just press on and you yeah you wait yeah. for it to be done and you pick your check and you go for a beer. One <laughs> or twelve. Exactly. Yeah, you get to a point where a lot of people rely on you and uh, yeah. and their incompetence kind of uh, fades away yeah. under your competence. Yeah. That I understand, and that's sometimes you'll find some old frustrated technicians, and um, the reason for that is is what we just explained. Now it's like what you've been through, and and how many people won't even bother 
to uh, to correct themselves, and yeah. they'll, they'll just rely on your competence until they're they wind up alone on on a gig somewhere and, and prove they're yeah. assholes. But what can yeah. you do? Tell me, how has te- technology affected your work? I mean, when you started off, what first of all, what what year was it when you started mixing sound? Oh boy, that would be. Ninety-eight, something like that. Ninety-eight, ninety. So that means digital consoles were were starting to be uh, the big thing, right? Oof, that's a whole bag of snakes right there. <laughs> I've I've converted to, to digital pretty early on. Early on, mm-hmm. I'm one of the first guys that that I know in my uh, circle of people that I went like, okay, digital's the way to go. Let's let's do it now mm. while it's. Uh, while it's developing. So uh, I'm not one of those guys that went like, oh, digital is crap or whatever. No, I just went, okay, that's, I can see it going that way. So let's, let's do it now and go head on and don't look back. I've, uh, I've actually one of the first guys I, that I remember mentioning, just give me whatever digital desk you have available. Hmm. Yeah. In a conversation while you're hitting a gig. Like, don't, don't hunt for like a, whatever legacy console everyone wants like no just give me the new the new thing i'll make it work well that i can totally relate to that i'm i'm using i've been using digital uh stuff i mean i'm not a sound man but i've done a lot of recording in my life and uh yeah uh, i've used digital from day one almost and uh, i mean yeah. Yeah. and even even if the first one it didn't sound that great they got the job done i mean i've, I've yeah I've never heard of, of someone up in the third row getting up and wanting his money back because that's a digital console. It just doesn't sound good to my ear. I yeah. give you my money back. Yeah, that's like, true. I've never heard that. So at that point, I'm, I'm not ready to say that the, the general public is the general arbiter of uh, good sound, but still, I don't know. I've never, uh, I've never had a, uh, battle between analog and digital as uh even re- uh, being a recent uh vinyl record listener yeah as i started back in recently <laughs> i saw I'm that on not, facebook <laughs> i I'm, I'm not ready to say that that's that's the way music should be enjoyed because it's i i, I think it, it isn't it's mm. a nice throwback to how things were done before but i i, I wouldn't want modern music to be recorded that way yeah yeah because there's the technology has moved on there's stuff that can be done now that's so much better off and then the, the, the limits are off and it's it's a constant battle of like the more possibilities you have the more mediocre stuff you can allow yeah but that's always been i mean like, yeah whether it's for cars or music or recording or what it's just the, the more technolo- technologically advanced things get, the more possibility you have, the more you allow stupid people to be more stupid. Yeah. So, tell me, just, uh, um, tell me about your role as technical director. I mean, you're uh, you're managing the whole venue, so I'm I'm guessing yeah. that uh, you're the one uh, responsible for hiring people, right? All technicians yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Amongst other things, I uh, well, I I, I get to. Uh, advance the shows, do the schedule, uh, do a bit of HR for the technical side of things. So we, I get the, I get to pick and choose who works here, which mm-hmm. is a 
And and what's what's your procedure for that? How how do you find the right people to do uh, to well, do whatever you need I to have, do? I have people sending in resume, mm-hmm. which is nice. And where do they come from? Well, a bit everywhere, I'd say. People that have been uh, that's done it before, have I've stopped doing it, and then want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I've, 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 there's actually a school in this in Saint Saint in this town, yeah, that's yeah. a theater production school. So I have some people coming off of there. Mm-hmm. I've uh, some people are referred to by my crew. They go like, "Hey, you're you're cool. Send your resume to Frank, and I'll drop in the word for you." And that's to me, that's the uh, that's what I prefer. Reference. I really like having yeah. people go, like, "Hey, if this pe- this guy or this girl, because there's a lot of them, uh, this person sends you a resume, give him a try. I've worked with them. They're good." And it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the idea of forming a team and working with a team with not, me not being the boss. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to uh, work it more as a team leader and I try to do it as a boss and then, then do, I, I say what, how it happens and that's how it is. I, yeah, then, then it's teamwork. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of an office guy here. I don't, I'm not <laughs> out on, the, on stage most of the time. So I really rely on my head, head of departments mm-hmm. for that. And uh, they they actually do the job, so yeah. I try to make their life easier. Like asking, okay, what do you need to be efficient and to to do the work safely and efficiently? And that goes to crew also. Have you noticed um, dur- during your crew? Uh, I mean, um, throughout your crew, uh, all the people you've hired over the years. Have you noticed uh, any? difference in uh, performance whether they came out from a school they've been educated in the area or totally not coming from a different background have you noticed uh, is, is there one better than the other or how do you deal with that uh, no because it comes down to the individual I've had people come out of the school and and really come here and, and go like I should have your job because I went to school and I just finished last year and I have some people mm-hmm. come out of the same school going like, I've learned a lot, but I've mostly learned that I don't know much. So I'm, I'm starting up. So it's like, <laughs> it's not a, it, it's, it's really a personality issue more than it is a schooling issue because uh, some school, they really, they, they train you to think that when you come out of there, you're like 18 and you've been at school for two years. You're a production manager or you're a lighting designer. It's like, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> they don't even tell you how to lift a case, mm-hmm. and it's not—it's uh, not the most important thing. But when you start off in this business, first thing you do in the morning is you unload a truck, and the last thing you do at night is you reload that same truck. So yeah. that's a basic skill that that needs to be done. So before you can go like I can design this, not like listen, stop finding, but you need to go and load the truck now <laughs> with the rest of the crew, including the designer that's who's unloading his truck right now so yeah uh, yeah let's exactly. happen and more unloading yeah yeah there's um there's one guy once who uh, who actually pulled this one out. He said uh, he he always arrived after the truck was unloaded, right? Because the guy yeah. was was the light board operator and uh, he was better than everybody else. So he'd arrive a little late, making sure the truck was already unloaded. And his argument was, well, you don't see Claude Vien loading trucks. So <laughs> I I made a point of taking a selfie. Um, 
climbed up on a bunch of cases at the back at, at the bottom of a truck loading a truck and I took a picture of myself and I posted it on Facebook and I said yeah to all the newbies out there or whoever deserves it yep at 50 years old Claude Vien is still loading trucks and that's yeah. reality and there's uh, you're, you're not going to get away with that nope it's uh sadly it's a uh, yeah part well, of the job. Well, it's it's not the end of the world. I mean, uh, there's no. there's there's some teamwork to it, and there's uh, and when you when you actually work hands on, when you're actually doing the work yourself, plugging in the things and everything, um, it it changes the way you see things. Like if I'm if I'm focusing the lights, and I have a guy who's up there balanced on a truss, hung by a harness, and I tell him, okay, I need the light over here, and I see the guy's screwing around with the light, and it won't budge. I said, is it stuck? He says, yeah. I said, fuck it. Move on to the next one. He says, you're sure? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm much sure about that than having you fall off the truss. So, yeah. But I know because I've been up there. Like a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people who have not done it do not understand. Yeah. They, they need the light there, and it has to be there no matter what. Well, no, yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. So, so you got to adapt to that. And it's the thing that comes with experience also. So for me, yeah. I've, I've told one guy who sent me his resume, he, he hasn't graduated school yet and on his resume it's written production manager or technical director i'm sorry you can't be a technical director unless you've lived in the transfers for a couple of years because you need a, 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 a the, the wide shot of the whole project and you can't have that when you haven't done any work when you haven't yeah. worked many shows or or, or or tv sets or whatever department you're going you can't you you you, you don't have the reflex to think about breaks and meals it's just something stupid that gets looked over sometimes yeah yeah when you're fresh out of school you don't want that weight on your shoulders you might not know it but trust me you don't want that weight on your shoulders because when when things screw up you're you're finished you're 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 crossed out nobody's going to want to work with you so you might as well you know keep low profile and and learn the job and make sure you know what you're doing before you take on that kind of responsibility yeah, and also, like I tell some of the some people that come through here that don't have the experience, like you won't be good at something unless you fucked up enough. <laughs> and it's well, true, and then well, that you is might true, as well yeah. fuck up when you start. Do all your fuck ups there because when you get to a certain point, that one little fuck up can really have a, a, a bad influence on the rest of your career. Hmm. Because people expect you, they don't expect you to fuck up once you get a certain level. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. If you, if you want experience, you have to fuck up a lot, and if you don't want to fuck up, you have to have yeah. experience. So it's, yeah, that's one thing. Into you another. want you want to hit the wall when you're not going fast. Yeah, at exactly. one point over over a certain speed, good way to put it, <laughs> that wall is going to stop you for a while. Yeah, that's right. So tell me, um, uh, in closing, um, is there a particular advice you'd like to give to beginners in the field? Uh, be nice mm-hmm. and be good. Don't don't be an asshole. There are plenty of those already. We don't need more. <laughs> but be good at what you are. Don't don't project better than what you really are. But be aware of where you are in your career, your, your abilities, and and get better. Don't don't stop trying to get better all right man 
Hey, Frank, I thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I love this. I would spend all day talking to you. Um, you know what? I think I'll have you on the show uh, on another episode because I'm sure you still have a million stories to tell that we haven't heard yet. Most probably. So. <laughs> all right. So this is the Backstage Cowboys podcast. Claude Vien returning you to whatever you were doing before tuning in. Special thanks to AVL Media Group and Avolites, who, in my opinion, make the best lighting consoles in the world. I haven't said it enough, and I will say it on every episode. You want to test drive or get free training on one of these consoles? Contact me via BackstageCowboys.com. Stand by, closing music, and go. Go.